2: percent off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details
0: This is a lip media podcast Stop collaborate and stop listening to this podcast if you don't like swearing okay bye Hey Jade.
3: Hi Sarah, how are you?
0: I'm going okay. I mean, I'm actually going through a breakup right now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Mm, I officially have no dick in my life. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's weird. It's kinda cool actually. I've um my head's gotten clearer. I'm out of the dick sand.
3: Sometimes the way you phrase things makes me just speechless. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean it works really well for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh but it's interesting because you know, like I, I'm waiting for you to talk like a normal person and then you just say things like dick sand and I'm just like I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Says the woman that drew me a dick
0: vortex. You for asked for it. One of my favourite blogs.
3: You asked for it. I'm
0: cooperative. You are. It was one of my favorite conversations was when you called me and you said, Do you want it to be a vortex full of dicks? Or <laughs> <gasps> or a dick in the center, or of a dick vortex. in the yeah, 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 and you just fucking nailed it. <laughs> I appreciate that. We should share that blog again. That was actually a really good blog.
3: Mm, we could,
0: but um, yeah, because I am going through a breakup, I decided to go through the fuck off and die book. Did you do the activities? I did the activities, and I've never done them in the midst of a breakup. How did you find it? I actually found it really good, yeah, and I was like, oh Jade, we made something good. We're
3: amazing. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, I could, I can believe it because we made it for that reason. And um, you made it in the midst of a breakup. Yeah. But, but it's interesting that it's come full circle and you've been able to use it to get through a breakup.
0: Yeah. I found it quite comforting. And I still can't believe you said dick sand.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine gave me that term. I've never heard it before. <laughs> yeah.
0: You get in that dick sand and, and it's really hard to get out. But now I'm out. I'm so clear headed. That's so great. Yeah. I'm so
3: happy for you. Congratulations on your breakup. Thank
0: you. I think more people should say that. Yeah. Congrats on your breakup. (laughs) So this section of the book is called Breakups are hard, but so are other penises. Okay. So no matter what you're going through, someone's probably gone through something similar and written a really cool and inspiring quote about it. Stick the good ones
3: here. Which is kind of like what we do at the end of every podcast.
0: 100%. And I think that's why we've never done it.
3: Because we do it every time. Because we do it (laughs) every every time. do it every time. (laughs) Exactly.
0: But because I was going through a breakup, I decided to take advantage of our Instagram followers. Oh. You know how I love taking advantage of people?
3: I like to think of it more as a community of people who we give and share information and support each other. But sure. But I harvested them. Okay. And I thought, you know what?
0: I want to know what everyone else thinks people should do.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: Because other people have really good fucking advice.
3: And what did they come up with? So, yeah. What did the Instagram feed you?
0: (laughs) So I asked everyone and, oh, my God, I just got the best stuff. Suspense
3: Um, is killing me. I know. So Okay.
0: So instead of giving you like quotes, arbitrary quotes, which is what you can write down in this chapter of the book. Okay. Reach out to your friends, take it one day at a time, block his number.
3: Good advice.
0: Be in as much contact as possible with people who love you and make you feel good. Yep. Write a list of all the shitty things they did and be mad for wasted time. Not sad, it's over. Hang out with your awesome lady friends and remember it's cool to break up because it's broken. I feel like this person's read the book. (laughs) This this is a woke fucking person. (laughs) Yeah. And also, if they really cared for you or loved you, they wouldn't hurt you so much. Don't force yourself to bounce back immediately. It's okay to feel shit. Better things ahead, bitch. Uh, someone else said, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else.
3: Isn't that in the book as well?
0: I guess breakups are hard, but so are other penises, implies. And know. how was
3: it phrased from Instagram?
0: Uh, best way to get over someone is to get under someone else.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: What are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, do it. Yeah, I
0: I think like immediately it's not a good idea for me because if the sex is shit, I will get really emotional and miss my ex more. Okay. But if there's a little bit of time that's passed, then I would go for it.
3: I guess for me, I would be concerned that if that plan didn't come to fruition, I might feel a double rejection.
0: Yes, And, and that's why I think when everything's really raw and you're still pulling yourself back together, doing something where you're putting... Your sense of self in someone else, if that's what you think you might be doing, is is a really bad idea. Because, yeah, if they don't give you what you want, you're going to lose it even worse.
3: Maybe it's one of those things where it's like if, if it's just like time and place and everything feels right, do it. Yeah. Like don't not do it. Yeah. But like maybe don't put all of your energy into actively seeking to replace one person with another person who's also a stranger you don't know who isn't necessarily going to support you in the way that your friends can. That makes sense. Sorry to ruin the cool, catchy saying. My saying wasn't as cool. No, I mean, you, yours wasn't even a, a fucking <laughs>
0: saying, but it makes sense. And this is the point. We're, we're talking about some Yeah, of it's these. fun
3: to discuss them.
0: Okay, so this person said, go into the ocean and scream your head underwater. I love that. Would you get it in your mouth?
3: What? Screaming? The ocean. I've never screamed. Would you get the ocean in your mouth? <laughs> Is that what you're asking?
0: Yeah. Well, I've never screamed underwater. I'm afraid I would drown.
3: You wouldn't drown. Don't inhale. It's like an outward oh, breath. Oh, yeah, you yeah, make yeah. It's just
0: you're screaming. So
3: you breathe before you go under the water, and then you breathe out as you scream. <laughs> okay, cool. So it doesn't say kill yourself
0: in the ocean. It's oh actually yeah, you're exhaling as you scream.
3: Yeah, it's it's safe. It's fine.
0: Okay. One person just wrote rage
3: question mark. <laughs>
0: Okay, which I just love because rage is so intense. But they have a question mark at the. End. Am I like, feeling rage? I don't right? even
3: know. Is this what angry feels like? <laughs> rage. Am sure. I allowed to be angry?
0: <laughs> Why not be raging? Oh my god, I have, I have experienced a lot of rage over many different breakups.
3: You know what's great for rage? Exercise. Oh yes, like like boxing, running, like those kind of things where you can like really exert yourself and burn some of that energy
0: that is so true yeah yeah get it out
3: yeah and and screaming underwater I guess is a, a similar thing as well like less physical but still a way of really expressing that rage
0: I just heard my dog barking I thought it might be my dog but I think it's another dog
3: I think it's your dog I think it's, it definitely <laughs> like your dog. sometimes I feel rage at
0: my dog she's so old and she just doesn't stop barking
3: she's demented it's not her fault
0: oh Still annoying though. Um, but yes, I like that one. This person said, realizing how low I batted is helping me and realizing how much better I could be doing or I should be doing. Because I am smart and attractive and talented and hardworking and all that. I love this person. I want to be friends with this person. I know. She's amazing. Space helps you realize things that were toxic. Not con- con- contacting, not contacting the other person, and reflecting, realizing that I learned how to look after people as a kid, and that I'm way too empathetic, and realizing not to make excuses anymore for people who treat me like shit. Really surprised at myself that I've let multiple people treat me badly in relationships. Time to expect more, and also just be single again.
3: Lol. And being single can be fun. There's some. Mm. I'm not going to dismiss that. There's some really hard things about being single. Um, and I'm actually going to loop back to that when we get to the listener question, cause that's what I want to talk about today. Mm. But there are some really great things about being single and there's some really fun things about being single. There are like, that's not really where your mind is at when you're first going no. through a breakup, but if you can get to that place and that's kind of something that I'm trying to do at the moment, cause I'm single and I feel like. I've wasted some of my single time in the past and I really want to make the most of it now, you know, and do the Mm -hmm. things as a single person that I can't do when I'm in a relationship or that are harder to, you know, make time for when you're in a relationship.
0: Yeah, that's really true. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I've been thinking a lot about how in the past I've had a lot of anxiety about being single and Mm. I'm always worried about the unknown of the future and that uncertainty, which is all just a part of life, whether Mm. you're with someone or not. And I was listening to this podcast called Unfuck Your Mind. Yep. And the way she put it was that if you know that in the future, no matter what, you can handle it and you will be okay and you are resilient and can probably make the best out of a lot of situations, there's actually nothing to be anxious about. And that has helped me. Tell that to my anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) That has helped me a lot because when I think about it, like whether I'm single or in a relationship, it's not really that bad.
3: Yeah, but I mean... The, the
0: day-to-day of... Again, yeah, I don't want to
3: undermine the experience of the pain of being single because, mm. and especially at the start when you first go through the breakup, that's probably the, that is the most painful part. Um, but yeah, there's some great parts of it. Definitely when you're in that shattering phase, just
0: post-breakup, which I was in last week, it's it's physiological to the max 9,000. Like everything we've, I mean, I've written a book on getting over a breakup and it was horrible. Mm. So horrible. And I called Lifeline a lot.
3: It's good to use the resources that are available to us.
0: Mm. And they were great. They're so great. So other advice that I received was uh, weed and exercise. Okay. I like, the, uh, I like the dichotomy of that. You chill out with some marijuana and then um, go for a rage run. Yeah. You miss the bond, not the bullshit. I had to keep Snappy. Re- I had to keep reminding myself of that because the hardest thing was just how much... I missed him just his presence and then I had to tell myself you know it's just that bond that's getting cut and mm. now I have to say that we've been apart for a little while it does feel a lot more peaceful
3: like was there times where you were in his company and felt annoyed by his company like are there? Is there an upside to having less time where you have to be with another person oh totally person?
0: yeah because that's the bullshit yeah you know and if you're breaking up there's bullshit Yeah. So, I mean, it might be that it's only some of the
3: time or... I think when I go through a breakup, it's because of my bullshit because Mm. I always get dumped. Well, it can still be their bullshit that's causing them to dump you. That they're projecting.
0: I think it's probably a mishmash of bullshit.
3: Maybe. Maybe it's just that you
0: have incompatible bullshit. Yeah. And, like, you can't blame yourself. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I blame them 100%.
3: (laughs) You want to do a listener question?
0: Nah, I want to go and uh, smoke some weed and go for a run <laughs> at the same time. Oh
3: my God, my anxiety would go through the roof. Imagine your asthma. I oh no, that's me with the <laughs> asthma. No, you're the one with that <laughs> asthma disability. Don't make fun of my asthma.
0: I'm not, I'm making fun of you as a person in oh, general. Okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> not your disability. <laughs> what is the listener question?
3: How do I stop my coupled friends treating my broken love life as comedy fodder?
0: Oh, my God. Fucking bam,
3: apt as fuck. It's a good one, hey. Wow. I don't know where to start, do you? I guess the first thing I would want to say is, I'm sorry, that sucks. Also, I've been there. As in, um, like, one of my besties has been in a relationship for, like, 20 years. She does not remember how painful breakups are. And she's never effectively been single as an adult either. And so whenever I talk about what I'm experiencing her feedback that she's always giving is like, oh, I'm so jealous. That sounds so fun. Um, I want to have a go on your Tinder. Like, and it's like this kind of really, um, I guess it's a a lack of empathy, but she literally can't empathize because she's never been there.
0: I mean, I think someone said something the other day, like just because you haven't experienced sexual abuse or something happening to you doesn't mean you can't be empathetic. I guess, Or empathic, you know. You don't have to have something happen to you. Yeah, there's a lot of things I haven't experienced. But if they happen to a friend, I can put myself in their shoes or I can try to. Yeah.
3: I think sometimes um, people do the um, silver lining thing as a way of trying to provide comfort, Mm. but it actually causes more pain. Yeah, because it minimizes your experience and your emotional state. I fucking hate silver linings. Same. I actually hate them. Yeah. I just want to pick them up. And throw them off the edge of a cliff. They're not helpful. I I think it's like an olden days version of um, caring for people is to be like, shut up about your problems. At least you're not this person. And it's like, that's really not helpful.
0: Yeah. And I think everyone means well. But for me, the best thing anyone can do when I'm having a problem is just listen Mm. and probably shut the fuck up.
3: Listening as well to people's pain is really hard it is hard to be, like to be fair on on the friends like mm. it's a hard thing to do to sit and and witness someone's pain
0: yeah actually today i was speaking with a friend on the phone and she was going through something and i think i gave her a silver lining Ooh, and i you felt, should call
3: her back i felt really
0: bad about it but it was like i had to like it was in my it was coming out of me like it is hard put it back in i know
3: shove it, <laughs> in. it back in your <laughs> mouth
0: so i did feel bad about that it is hard. It is hard. But I have to say, you mentioned like friends taking your phone and swiping. That mm. pisses me off. Mm. I'm like, get fucked. This is my life. I This isn't a game for me. I have to deal with these douchebags on Tinder. Mm. And then I go on a date. And yes, every now and then you have a nice date. But a lot of the time, they're not that nice. You mm. get all dressed up. You get your hopes up. You go out. You meet someone. You like them. They ghost you. You feel that shit.
3: You feel so ungrounded and it's not like this fun game. No, it's, yeah. I mean, I guess the thing, I guess another thing that can happen is we treat it like a game sometimes Mm. or we treat it like it's funny. Like I know I'm guilty of like, you know, turning up at my friend's houses and being like, oh my God, you will not believe what happened to me and telling the story about my heartbreak as though it's comedy. Mm. So I guess I'm kind of leading them to believe that it's funny because I'm presenting it that way. But yeah. I think that's something that we do when we're experiencing something painful. Sometimes we try to deal with it through comedy ourselves. Yeah, it's like a coping mechanism. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I do that too. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll make a big fanfare about it and, and like try and regale, regale groups of people about all the crazy stories of my dating and sex life. But I'm, like, dying inside. Yeah, <laughs> and I do that too. Why do we do that? I've been consciously trying not
3: to do that. And how is that working? Do you feel like people are better able to relate to what you're experiencing when you don't present it as funny?
0: Well, I don't – I just don't share it with them at all.
3: Or or I will say, oh, yeah, I'm dating this person, this is happening,
0: and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't – it's like I'm not opening myself up to their opinion okay. as much, and I'm not making – a spectacle of myself. Yeah. Because I'm doing it to myself. That's for sure.
3: Yeah. And I definitely don't want to suggest that the question asker is doing it to themselves and causing this to happen. Mm. I'm just saying that I'm definitely causing it to happen to me. In- because yeah, I do it yeah, to yeah, myself. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and sometimes it is just that you are, like you say, talking about your love life and they find it difficult to relate and give that silver lining and then you feel invalidated. Mm. I try to find like people to discuss things with. So if mm. I want to talk about my dating life, I would do that with my friends who are dating. Yeah. Or I do. Because have... they, they literally empathize because they've been there. Yeah. And I do have friends in relationships who are great to talk about dating with. What's that like Tinder fails Instagram?
3: That's like, Oh my God. Tinder translator. I no, think. No, it's, uh, I don't know. There's probably heaps of them. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like, you know, that's making comedy from mm. heartbreak. And it's a coping mechanism. But I guess it's one of those things. It's almost like, you know, telling jokes that are like race jokes when it's mm. your own race. Mm. It's like – it's kind of – it's not a, it's not the same thing as race, but it's also a shared experience where yeah. if you're talking to other people who are going through a similar thing, they understand that the comedy is underscored by pain.
0: Yeah, they understand that you're you're sort of like reclaiming the narrative. Yeah. I think. Yes. And there's power in that. But then in some instances – if it's
3: not understood in that context, it can just feel wrong. Which is um, kind of what Hannah Gadsby was talking about in that show, um, Nanette. Have you seen Nanette? I have seen the start of it. Oh, my God. I can't believe you were able to switch it off. Like, I found that so (laughs) compelling and I bawled my eyes out. Um, But she talks about that she'd always constructed her comedy where she is her own punchline. Yes. And how... Um, in this show she just reclaims herself and her stage and refuses to be the punchline yes and it's so powerful and it's I think sheds some light on what we're talking about here as well like if anyone hasn't seen it we'll put a link in the show notes it's an incredible um I want to say it's a stand-up show and it is really funny yeah um but also it's storytelling and it's honest and it's I don't know. It's very powerful um, to watch. But, yeah, it's that thing where she's always joked about something as a way of coping with it. Yeah. But that thing is the core of who she is and her identity and herself. And, Mm. like, at some point she was like, I just don't want to beat myself up about who I am anymore. Because it does chip away at you. Mm. Like I have found that since I have stopped
0: making a joke out of my love life – I do feel like a more whole person. Do you? Yeah, because I think when you're joking about that stuff, and it is fine, like I will joke about it, say, with you, or like I say, with the right audience. Yeah. But I won't go to a with party. With our listeners on the podcast. Yeah. With a- <laughs> yep. But I don't know. I feel like this is a safe space. It is a safe space. I'm in control of what I say in my narrative, and there's not a group of strangers in front of me laughing. Yeah. And I-, I also trust our listeners yeah like I really do like I know the people listening get us and I fi- I
3: hope that we get them well it's a lot of time to invest in a podcast if you don't like it or get it you know like if it's not speaking to you why would you we're like 18 episodes in or something now surely yeah. you would have bailed out by now if it wasn't for you maybe they're just masochistic and also I'm here for you well, if they're that's, hate listening if that's your thing
0: if you hate listening <laughs> I'm here for you too that's so generous of I you. I will let you hate me wow okay as long as you don't communicate anything to me with regard to that, so like hate you in private, yeah, just quietly. hate me in private. Every now and then, I just feel a little chill down my spine. Like, oh, I think someone's hate listening. <laughs> but it will be not. Ni- it'll be a nice chill, you know. Yeah. Um. So I feel like we've spoken about how we can reclaim our narrative. Yeah. But what if you are just talking about it normally and you've got and they're still finding it funny? They're still being dicks.
3: Oh, that that's. I feel like if you're not making it funny and they're still treating it like it's funny, yeah, then maybe you need new friends. That's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. I have some coupled friends that I guess seek out stories from me. I feel like they want the gossip because they haven't been single in so long. Like it's long. like living vicariously yes. through you. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I get a little bit annoyed by that too because yeah. I'm like, I, yeah, like I know you think you're missing out, but you're not. Yeah, like I, not that I'm not happy single. I am happy single, but dating the physical act of dating can be quite hard. It's exhausting. Can be hard. I'm not not gonna lie.
3: Yeah. What What do you do in that? Do you have advice for someone who's if they were in that position? Was there an article that I shared with you? There was an article that I shared with you. Are you trying to claim it back? <laughs> yeah, you shared it with me, and then I shared it back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have a quote here, actually. Am I taking control? It's great. I love it when Sorry. you're in charge. It's hot. The
3: article you sent to me
0: that I sent back.
3: Yeah, it was um, from com, and it's called Why Being Single Sucks What No One Wants to Talk About. And the quote that you sent back to me. After I sent you an article, you just screenshot the bit you liked and sent that back to me. Yeah, I did the work. Uh, would you like me to read it? Oh, please do. Okay, so they use the word PSB as permanently single babes or something. I can't even remember what it stands for now. Yeah. Um, but just, it's like people that are like long-term single uh-huh. um, is what they mean by PSBs. Um, and they've written a little PSB, PSA. <laughs> um, and it says, PSBs already know that all... all... <laughs> PS... <laughs> I'm so confused it's by these so hard to It's so hard to read though. Reading is it's hard. So, okay, let me... <clears throat> I do know how to read. I did finish school. Whatever. PSBs already know that all we can do while waiting for the right partner is to live a life of meaning, of love for family and friends, of passion and pursuit of beauty. We got it. All we need, in addition to your hot friend's number, is a little (laughs) empathy for the pain, the isolation, the frustration, the exhaustion, the helplessness, the loneliness and all those bloody weddings. If a PSB tells you she is sick of singledom, if she is brave enough to tell you she is lonely, don't rush into offering advice or compliments or strategies. Just say, that must be hard. How are you doing? I love that so much. Me too. I wish I'd read it better. I love it. No, you read it perfect. Thank you. You yeah, read took it me better. three attempts. <laughs> I just think that says it all. Although I do love weddings. That's the only thing that uh. I don't agree with on this is I actually love weddings. I because weddings. for me... Like the thing I want the most is like a beautiful relationship with someone who's going to stay. So when someone else meets that person and yeah. they promise to spend their life with them, I think that's worth celebrating.
0: Yeah, I guess because I've had a wedding mm. and guess who's not around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little
3: bit less. You don't believe in. It I don't anymore. believe in marriage. And that's and so wedding. valid as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah,
0: you get a shitload of money though, and you have I'm a really really good party.
3: They are such a good party. It's like the kind of party that usually you'd have to pay $100 a hundred bucks ahead to attend. Yeah, yeah, but at yeah, a wedding, yeah. you're just invited to go for free, and then you put your hundred bucks in an envelope and give it to them anyway. But like, yeah yeah, 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 It's kind of implied that it's optional to do that. Okay, well
0: maybe in the next wedding but the I go price to, is optional. I'm so glad no weddings are on anymore. I just, really, yeah, I do not like going. to I was supposed to, them. to
3: go to a wedding last weekend in Melbourne, and I didn't get to go. And I was so I've been excited about this wedding for. A decade I've known it was coming, you know, Aww. like it, it, it. they didn't set the date that long ago. Obviously they set the date a year ago, but like, you know, I've, I've been there for the ride and yeah. I was so excited to like Did- be there for the party. And obviously because of COVID the party has had to be postponed. Yeah. But oh, I just love weddings. Yeah. Okay. It's like, I haven't, I ha- like, no matter how many times I get like burned, I just don't learn the lesson. And I'm like, I am so here for love. That is so lovely though. You
0: need to have, I'm not totally pessimistic I just don't believe
3: in the longevity of marriage it's like I'm deeply cynical when it comes to my own relationships but when it comes to other people's I 100% believe in them
0: oh what a wonderful person you are am
3: I yeah I think so I think you you might be it's so nice to be around you um also yeah if you do have a hot friend and a single friend wait they're both single. (laughs) if you have two hot single friends give them each other's number
0: yeah, do you know what I don't know why? Why would you more people that? don't do that? Yeah. Like you selfish bitch.
3: Right? <laughs> You've already got someone that you're dating. Pass the others on.
0: Before we do the quotes, can I talk about something? Yeah. You know how we're making another book? Yeah. Well, I want I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I said it with so much confidence. We're making another book. We're making another book. We are so excited book about two. it. Book do.
3: And it's a different <laughs> format?
0: It's a different format. So what we're doing is we are collating stories of heartbreak from anyone.
3: So anyone can submit their story. And it can be any kind of heartbreak as well, right? Like it's not Mm. restricted to just breakups. Yeah, 100%. It could be a pet dying. Or a job loss. Yeah, a friendship. A friendship breakup. They're the worst ones.
0: fucking suck. So anyway, (laughs) stories of heartbreak. So our max word count is 1,500 words. No more than that. Email your words to me, sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at fodbook.com. That's Sarah at fodbook.com. And we will consider them for the book. Each story is going to be illustrated by Jade. So I really hope that, you know what, if you have a feeling that you want to share your story with us, please, please send it through. Uh, you don't have to use your name. It can be anonymous. You can use a pseudonym. And we're going to create something really, really beautiful that's going to make other people feel less alone in their journey. Yeah. And um, if you want to contribute to that, we would just be so stoked and honoured. Good announcement. Thank you. Uh, okay, so quotes.
3: You want to go first? Okay. <laughs>
0: I've been fucking deep diving into Reddit. Re- re- Reddit. <laughs> oh I hope I- you fact-checked your quotes then. <laughs> <laughs> you know I didn't. It's on my phone. <laughs> it's on my phone. Okay. Uh, okay, so this one is from forward slash slowly fading with two Gs. And they say, you're brave, it's true. By accepting the breakup and deciding to keep going, you're embracing the unknown with open arms and that's not something everyone can do. Uncertainty is terrifying because there's really no guarantee what will happen. However, let me share this quote with you that stuck out to me. When nothing is sure, everything is possible. So find solace in the fact that anything is possible for you right now. A lot of
3: people would kill for that kind of freedom. Bravo. Yeah, good. I like that. Mm. I like that. Mine's more succinct. Good. Um, <laughs> it's from Oscar Wilde, whose writing I absolutely love and who definitely experienced a plentitude of heartbreak in Aww. his lifetime. He says, Never love anybody who treats you like you're ordinary. Fuck yeah, Oscar. This podcast was recorded on Wajak Noongar Country in Perth, Western Australia. Our theme song was written by Naomi Robinson and Josiah Padmanabhan. For more about blogs or to check out our awesome shop, head to www.podbook.com.